Welcome virtual entrepreneurs, millennials on the go, and adventure seekers with big dreams. You found the right place. My name is Alexis Teichmiller, a millennial, lifestyle blogger, and digital creative. The Laptop Lifestyle is designed to inspire, educate, and challenge you to live the life you want every day. Together, let's unlock how to live the laptop lifestyle to the fullest. Hey, hey, laptop lifestylers. It is your host, Alexis Teichmiller here, and welcome back. Thank you guys so much for being here and spending some time with me today. I am really, really humbled and very honored to have today's guest on the show. Her name is Lauren K. Sims, and she is a lifestyle blogger incorporating all things travel, fitness, fashion, and faith. Her blogging journey actually began in 2014 after she left the corporate world as a buyer for Neiman Marcus and started writing and running lolomag.com alongside Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. In the fall of 2015, Lauren K. Sims took a leap of faith and started her own blog and brand. Guys, in just a short year and a half, she was able to grow her blog following to over 175,000 people on social media and is making a full-time income from her blog, which I think is absolutely incredible. She has collaborated with brands like Nike, ASOS, Lululemon, Four Seasons, Nordstrom, Kendra Scott, y'all, the list goes on and on. Connecting with women online and cultivating conversations about confidence, faith, and finding beauty in everyday life is at the core of why Lauren started her blog. In this episode, you will hear about Lauren's career leaps from corporate life to the unconventional world of blogging, how to take risks and own your work, the importance of setting boundaries as an entrepreneur, the behind the scenes of what goes into a single blog post, and let me tell you, it is a lot, how to be unfiltered in a filtered world, and learning to hold everything with an open palm. One of my favorite quotes from Lauren, we really dig in and talk about, you know, how the world of social media is so filtered and curated. We really talked quite a bit about how to cultivate, you know, vulnerability and connection online. One of my favorite quotes from her was she said that people just want to see the real life stuff because that's what connects them to you and creates a sense of trust and loyalty. Guys, this is such a good episode. It is filled with all just really inspiring information about blogging, about entrepreneurship. Lauren opens up about her faith and her walk with the Lord and how she incorporates that into her blog. Lauren is such a light to the world and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. If you guys resonate with this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends on social media or jump over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys. It gives me fuel for why I do what I do, and I love hearing from you guys online. All right, guys, we're about to jump in. Are you guys ready? Hey, hey, Laptop Lifestylers. It is your host, Alexis Teichmiller here, and today I actually have someone on the show that I'm I'm like grinning over here. I'm so excited. Uh, her name is Lauren K. Sims, and she's a blogger, a lifestyle blogger that I've been following for quite some time now, almost three years. Um, her journey has really impacted my blogging journey, and it's honestly just kind of surreal to be sitting here and talking with her and hearing how she got started. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. 
Of course. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive in and hear how you got started. So, you know, I, I want to I hear all the nitty gritty details. I know that you kind of started your blog out of another blog and just kind of tell me how you got into the whole fashion space in general. Yeah. Um, well, I went to Baylor and I majored in fashion merchandising and then I minored in business. And so I've always like loved fashion and, um, knew I wanted to do something in the fashion world. And so after I got out of college, I got a job, um, for Neiman Marcus directs, like in their corporate offices. So I worked there for a little while and I liked it. It was like the exact industry I wanted to be in and, Um, I got like a lot of really good experience, but the longer I was there, the more I just felt like, I just felt like there was no creativity behind it. Like it was very corporate. It was very just numbers and beyond that. And this sounds like so silly, but I just really didn't like the idea of like feeling like I was a slave to my desk. And I was like at my desk in my cubicle from eight to six, five days a week. And I just was like starting to feel kind of suffocated by that almost. And so I was just trying to like think and pray through what I really wanted to do and what my passions were. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something that was a little bit more like on my own, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so I kind of just started looking around and I took like a total shot in the dark. Um, I sort of had mutual friends with Lauren Scruggs, who her blog was lolomag.com. So I didn't even really know her. We just kind of had mutual friends. And I followed her blog a little bit. But honestly, at this point, like I didn't really follow hardly any fashion blogs. But I sort of followed her blog and I noticed she like hardly ever posted, like maybe once a month or something. And so I sent her an email just like introducing myself um, and telling her that like, I really liked her blog, but I noticed she really didn't ever post. And so if she needed help with her blog, like I would love to help her and or write for her, just help her grow it in any way. Um, so it was one of those things that was just like total, like right time, right place kind of thing, because she actually responded, which now that like I've been blogging for a while, I feel like it's so crazy that she even responded, but she responded and said like, she actually was needing help with a blog. Um, and that she would like love to bring me on and whatever. And so I was really excited about it. And then we actually like talked on the phone and I felt like, I don't know, just like our personalities really align with each other's and that there was like a lot of potential in this. So I was like, Oh, I want to quit my job at Neiman's and do this so badly. But, um, my husband and I had like just gotten married. And so I thought for sure he would be like, no way you're not quitting your job to like help someone with their blog because that's like, I don't know, not very stable, but I talked to him about it and he was actually really supportive. And he said, if this is something like you want to do and you're passionate about, then I think you should just give it a try. And if it doesn't work out, like we're young, you can go back and get another job. So that was amazing, like having his support. And so I ended up quitting my job at Neiman's to start writing for her blog. Um, and, and I really liked it. Like it was something I really enjoyed, but it definitely was a leap of faith and kind of scary at first because I feel like probably for the first like six months I was doing it, I was really starting to wonder like, uh, are we going to make any money? Like, are we going to go bankrupt here? Because this is like nothing's happening. And so kind of took a while, but after like being consistent with it for like six months, the blog like really started growing and we started like getting more readers and 
um, my own like following on social media started growing too. So that's kind of how I got started was with Lolo Mag. And then I would say after doing that, I think it was for about a year, like my own social media following had really grown. And then that blog was kind of just in a place where I was doing most of the work anyway. And so a lot of like mentors and other bloggers were encouraging me to launch my own website. And so after I was with Lolo Mag for about a year, I launched my own website after that. So that's kind of like the long story of how I got started. No, I love that. I love that. So how you worked with with Lauren Scruggs for about a year, you said. And then I think this is actually a really interesting story, Lauren, because I've actually never heard of anybody launching their blog after kind of learning, you know, as they're doing it for somebody else, which is, is kind of what the modern day internship is, you know, except now with blogging being so new, people don't really go work for other bloggers and then, you know, launch their own blog. I think that's, it's kind of revolutionary. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I really do feel so blessed. Like that's how I got my start because so many girls now will ask me like, how, what should I do to start a blog or how did you grow? And um, I kind of just feel like I'm sort of the exception. Like it was still, it was still hard work and it's like obviously took a ton of time, but at the same time, like I started with someone else and kind of like learned the ropes that way. And so, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like it was the best way to do it because I learned so much and it's also like, there's definitely challenges with like doing it with someone else, but at the same time, like, I feel like it was, it was fun to be able to kind of collaborate with someone else and bounce ideas off each other. And, um, I'm like so thankful for Lauren Scruggs. Like she taught me so much and like gave me so much freedom with her blog. So yeah, I feel like if you ever do have the opportunity to like blog for someone else or help someone else in any way, like definitely jump on that. Cause I think it was the best, best way I could have started out. Yeah, I mean, even even if you were working for her and then, you know, you got to the point where you realized, hey, I can I can really build this and do something with my own personal brand. Either way, though, you're kind of still building those those building blocks of learning the blogging industry, understanding how to make money. And I know right now we're talking about something, you know, pretty in a niche space, which is blogging. You know, we have a lot of other people that listen to the show, too, that are in, let's just say, a more umbrella like creative space. But what I find so unique about anybody that's in a creative type job is that it's always evolving, especially as technology advances, you know? I mean, even five years ago, even three, four years ago, you said that you weren't even following any bloggers. And now I feel like that's all I follow. Like that's all I read online. And so I think it's it's interesting how much times really have changed and then how we as entrepreneurs have to evolve with that, you know? And so kind of share a little bit about whenever you made that decision to break away and and really start your own brand especially as your personal following started to grow you know explain to me or kind of share that inside you know those feelings of breaking away and kind of doing it on your own then yeah i was like i was really nervous about it for a while and it's something like i had thought about for a long time um but I just kind of thought there's no way I feel like if I were to launch my own website, like I don't think people would follow me because I was, I was convinced, like, I think my following is, has grown so much because of Lauren Scruggs and because people know who she is, therefore they follow me. And so I felt like it was totally just attached to that. And so I was really nervous. I felt like, what if I do this? Like, and it flops and like, I've finally 
grown and I'm finally making some money from this and what if I launch my own website and just take a huge hit from doing this um so something I just like thought a lot about and it's one of those things that I just felt like I think I'll just know when it's time like I'll know when it's time for me to go on my own because it was something I thought about for a while but I didn't feel ready and then I remember like really was like one morning I just woke up and I was like, okay, I, I think I'm ready. And I was still nervous to do it, but I just had a piece about it. And like, like I said, I talked to, um, like a few other bloggers or someone who kind of like mentored me through the process and they were all supportive. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to do it. And so once I decided to go for it, I like, I remember talking to Lauren Scruggs and telling her, which that was like what I was most nervous about was like telling her, okay, I'm actually doing my own thing now after like she had been so helpful to me and I learned so much from her, but she was like so supportive and really excited for me. Um, so she was like sad that I was leaving Lola mag, but I had her total support. And so I think after that, um, I kind of like started talking to someone who could help me with a web design and then like buying my domain and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely scary, but I feel like once I did it, I, it was like, it really was just the best feeling ever. Cause it felt like it was like my baby. Like, and now looking back to like what my website, not that my website's amazing now, but when it first launched versus like where it is now, it's like, that was like my baby. And I like had to figure out different things about web design and I had to like find someone who knew how to do this. And it was, I just think there was like such a sense of ownership to it that even though it was scary, it was like it was just such a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's hard to really, it's hard to take ownership over something that you don't really truly own, you know. And yeah. if, if it's somebody's, it's someone else's. Yeah, I mean, you want to do hard work and you want to be diligent, but at this, and you want to be a good employee or you know a good person that that works with them. But at the same time, it's not necessarily yours. And like, I think this is actually a really interesting mentality, especially for entrepreneurs. Is is that importance of of ownership? And I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you had this this job that was gonna be your quote unquote dream job at Neiman Marcus. And then, you know, you left that after feeling like it just was not what you what you wanted to build your life on, you know, and then you took this chance and worked with Lauren Scruggs and then you took another chance and and launched your own blog. Has taking risks gotten easier in now that you own your business? Have have those little risks that you've taken, you know, pivots and kind of adapting as times have have changed? Has that become easier or is that still something that you struggle with? Uh, I wish it had become easier. It really hasn't though. And I think because like, I'm just like, my personality is not like a major risk taker. Um, so it's still really hard for me. Like there's certain things I've thought about with a blog for a while. Like I've, um, I've thought for a long time about like taking on an assistant or like kind of starting to grow my team because like, I feel like in a lot of ways, the blog has gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be still working at 11 o'clock at night or working seven days a week. Like, I think I need extra help, but it just feels like such a risk to me that I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Like, oh, it's going okay. So I'm just going to stick with this. So it's still really hard for me, especially because like, I love what I do. Like, I feel like the blog is in a good place. And so I think it's easy for me to like get comfortable or get kind of complacent even when like maybe taking the next step means like, oh, that would actually grow the blog or it would whatever. But it's still, 
it is still a struggle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's it's kind of that short term risk for a long term gain. So it's like, well, I'm scared yeah. that if I hire someone right now, I'm going to relinquish some some control. But on the flip side, it can still help grow the business. I actually, I think I read a blog post that your husband recently quit his job yeah. and or quit his corporate job and now he works with you full time. Like that's awesome. Like, like tell me that. Tell me about that. That has been like so amazing. It's been the funnest season. So we, there's like so many things that go into it. Um, he, yeah, like worked, he's a biomedical engineer, so he's like brilliant and was working full time in Dallas, um, and had a really good job. And then we had kind of like for a while just been talking about what if we were to live outside of Dallas, like, and do something different for a while. And kind of like at the same time, he thought he's like always wanted to go back to school to get an MBA. And so those two things were kind of going hand in hand. Like, what if we were to move somewhere, you were to get an MBA. And so we started thinking about that. Um, and at the same time, I told him like, okay, I feel like I'm in a place with a blog where I either need to hire an assistant or like, I need your help, but regardless, I need help from someone. And so, um, yeah, he quit his job. I'm trying to, it was like around Thanksgiving of last year. He quit his job and then decided to get an MBA, but there was like a six month gap in between those two things. And so we had six months where like he was helping me with the blog a lot. We traveled a lot, which was amazing. And then when he like just now started school, like going back to school to get an MBA, but we like intentionally picked a part-time program for him so that he could continue helping with a blog. So he goes to school two nights a week. And then other than that, like he helps me so much with the blog. Like I definitely couldn't do it without him. So he, it, he used to like just do my pictures for the blog, which that like took a lot of training too. So he used to just do my pictures, <laughs> but now um, he does so much. Like he keeps track of my contracts and deadlines and like what hashtags I need to use and like all the specifics of that. So he keeps track of contracts. He, um, I like bounce ideas off him when I'm like trying to like brainstorm ideas for posts. He actually recently wrote his first post on my blog about a resort that we visited. And so he like did the resort review for that. Um, and it's been so fun. Like not only has it been just a load off my plate because he does so much, but it's been like so nice to have someone else that's involved in this process with me. And like being an entrepreneur, like a business owner is great, but at the same time I feel like it can get really lonely or it's like really easy to lose motivation or to lose vision when you're like not talking about it with anyone or when it's just you. And that's kind of like a struggle of mine is that like I have this mentality of like I can do it. I don't need anyone else. I can do it which in some ways is good. But on the other hand, like it's made such a difference to just be able to have him and say like, okay, I'm feeling kind of burnout in this area. What could we do to blah, blah, blah. So it's been, it's been so nice and like such a fun thing for us to get to do together. And then I'm like really thankful for it too, because like he was the one in the very beginning when I quit my job at Neiman's to do this thing with Lauren Scruggs, who was so supportive and like believed in it a hundred percent, which like is especially amazing because he's just like very practical. Like he's an engineer. He's very practical, very analytical. I was like, Oh, he's not going to let me quit my job. But just like having his support from the beginning to now, like to where it's kind of come full circle. And he's like a huge part of the blog has just been, I think it's been really fun. 
Girl, I have like so many questions. First off, I love your husband. I don't even know him, but I like him. He sounds like an incredible person. And I love that you guys are having that season of life together. You know, that's so awesome. Okay, so something that you said that really kind of resonated with me and something I, I want to even kind of dive a little bit further in is you kind of said that you struggled with with really, um, you know, feeling kind of isolated as an entrepreneur, but also, you know, being kind of on the stubborn side and saying, no, I can do this, I can figure it out, which I think is very common, especially with that entrepreneurial mindset of, you know, I want to create this and this is kind of this is my vision and I want to see this vision through. And so usually that has to be the actual person that had the vision. You know, you, you think that you're the, the best one to carry that out, which I totally, I can totally relate to that. Has there been anything else that has kind of surprised you in your entrepreneurial journey? You know, being a professional blogger, which is what you are, is unconventional. You know, it's something that in 2017 is normal, but in 2000, it wasn't. Even in 2005, it really wasn't. I mean, that's even just 10 years ago. So I, I would I want to kind of dive into how even though you are maybe in an unconventional career path, which I love, how how that's still the same as if you were to own a brick and mortar business. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you kind of struggle with some of the same struggles. Yeah. So what are what have been some of the things that have really, you know, stuck out to you that you've struggled with and that you you think c- could relate to any entrepreneur, not just necessarily a blogger? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. I think one of the biggest things which this this is like a struggle I was kind of surprised by um is that there's just like no like with a corporate job, how you're like eight to six and then you go home, there is no like six o'clock and then you go home. It never, it just doesn't happen. And I think I wasn't expecting that when I thought about like, oh, I'm going to be a blogger. I thought like, oh, I'm just going to like write a blog post and then I'll be done for the day or whatever. And so I wasn't really aware of like how difficult it is to really like create boundary lines for yourself. Um, and even like with things as fun as traveling is like, I love that we get to travel a lot, but a lot of those trips are like for work and I'm like creating content for the resort and things like that. And so, um, I think like with blogging just like being an entrepreneur in any other way, like you got to learn to like shut it off. And it's something I definitely struggle with and I'm still learning. Um, I remember talking to my dad about it a while ago and he said something like, yeah, the hard thing about being a business owner is like, the more you work, the more you make. And then it's just like this cycle and you just want to keep working more and making more and like growing, 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 which is like, on one hand, I am so thankful that I really do enjoy what I do. Like I enjoy my career. It's fun. It's life giving to me. So that's good. But at the same time, like anytime, if I ever have free time, like Michael's gone doing a guy night or something, my instinct is like, oh, good, I'll catch up on emails or, oh, I'll go ahead and write my posts for next week or something. And so I'm learning to like create time. Of like this is a time where I'm not on my phone. I'm not answering emails because it's hard. Like it's just my instinct to want to like keep working all the time. And I think that's how people get burned out. I think it's how like you just start stressing about everything. So that's definitely been a struggle I was like really surprised by. Yeah, I mean you have to set set out kind of those those mental boundaries of especially whenever you you know you're working for yourself, you're your own boss, you're the one that has to tell yourself what to do. You know, you're not looking to someone else necessarily to tell you when to do something, which is the freedom of entrepreneurship, but it's also, you know, 
kind of du- the double-edged sword of you're not able to set those boundaries and you know you can easily turn into a workaholic or even experience burnout like you said something I think is really interesting and you kind of mentioned it earlier but I even want to like kind of dig into that a little bit more is you know you said that whenever you started blogging you kind of thought oh this will be you know not easy, but it'll be easier than maybe a corporate job. And I know for a fact that that's not true um, because I'm a content creator too. Um, but even you, I mean, this is your full-time job. I know that this is not easy by any means, but I do feel like from the outside looking in, it can seem like a very, very, it doesn't seem like it's a hard job. It's like, oh, you take photos and you and you write things. And I, that's not yeah. true. And I would re- like love for you to really kind of dig into that and share all that goes into just one blog post. Or even, I know that you, you've been traveling a lot lately and been doing a lot of travel guides for different resorts and things like that. I mean, even all the work and contracts and deadlines that goes into something like that, it is not necessarily easy work. I mean, it's fun, but there's it's also, yeah. it's a job. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, which I feel like it's almost funny because I feel like as a blogger, part of your job is to make everything look so like effortless and beautiful and filtered and blah, blah, blah. So it comes across as like perfection. And like what they don't know is like what's going on behind it. It's like, oh, I was actually changing clothes in my car and it was 100 degrees in Dallas and I was sweating like crazy. And so, yeah, there's like, I do think it's so interesting because I mean, your job as a blogger is like create this beautiful, perfect content and it takes so much more work than what you see in the pictures. Um, right. So yeah, I feel like there, I do like different, my blog posts, it kind of depends because a lot of them are like sponsored or they're for like partnerships, like a partnership with Nordstrom or partnership with wherever. So like I create those kind of blog posts and then if it's not a partnership, it's just one that I'm doing then it's something else. Um, but yeah, like for just a blog post, that seems so simple. Like talking about my favorite summer beauty products. Um, if it's like for a partnership with Nordstrom, then I like not only like shoot the product and write the post, but like I send it to them beforehand to approve and they make a lot of changes. Um, but even before that, I kind of like just start brainstorming. Like when you just think of summer beauty, like there's so many different ways you could go with that. And so I brainstorm ideas. Is it going to be skincare or hair? What's it going to be? What brand should I try? And then I need to go through the process of like trying out these different products so I can really like speak to them organically. Like, oh, I've really tried this. It really worked for me. So I try out the products and then, um, and then I, usually stuff like that, either like I'll shoot it because I'm just shooting the product. I'm not really in it. So I either shoot the product and then edit the pictures, um, write the posts, link everything, make sure like my Google analytics for it are like good to go. Um, and then, yeah, usually like send it to the brand for them to approve. Yeah. So it's usually like a post like that is usually, I mean, at least a month long process to do all of them. Oh yeah, I believe it. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing is, is really what a a lifestyle blog is or travel blog, any type of blog, in my opinion, is like a magazine. 
I mean, every yep. single article is is curated. It is resourced. It is well thought out. I love that you that you really test your own products that you recommend. I mean, you're not recommending something that you wouldn't yourself use or that you don't use. And I, you know, yeah. there's a lot of work and research that goes behind each individual post, and and just being thoughtful and being authentic with with that content to your readers so that it doesn't come off, you know disingenuine so I mean there's a lot of levels to that that I think a lot of people don't see and you you said you know Instagram and and blogging and it's kind of supposed to be this effortless type of type of media but I don't know I think it's kind of conflicting you know because I think I've seen a lot of backlash now of you know share more of the real stuff and you know be more authentic share more of the behind the scenes so can you kind of share your journey with that of you know of wanting to create curated incredible content which you do <laughs> it's beautiful because that's how you're getting brand deals and that's why brands want to work with you is because of that content and that creativity but on the flip side how do you show the day-to-day behind the scenes you know messy hair no makeup and and the not yeah. flawless side of things yeah i think that's like that is something i feel really passionate about like sometimes like in my like struggle with comparison, I feel like I'll look at other bloggers feeds. I'm like, Oh my gosh, their feed is perfect. It looks like a magazine. It's so beautiful. And then like, I'll look at mine, like mine kind of just looks like a normal girl who likes clothes. And I'm not like hating on myself or anything, but like that is just sort of who I am. And I sort of feel like I, I didn't get started into blogging because I was like some celebrity and started the blog. Like I feel like I'm just like, a normal girl who lived in Dallas who likes clothes and who's like passionate about like helping women and encouraging women. And so, and then I had a lot of Instagram followers and that's kind of just like how, how it happened. And so mm-hmm. I definitely feel like my like blog and social media, I try and like do a good job of like taking good pictures. And like, I want it to be real quality, but at the same time, I think I definitely like err on the side of just like real life and being real and talking about like, real struggles. Um, because ultimately I'm like, there's a million fashion blogs out there that are way more beautiful than mine or way more professional than mine or whatever. And like people can go to any blog to shop clothes, but like in the long run, I'm like, I want people to like come to my blog or to follow me and to feel like encouraged in who they are or to feel like they're not alone in a certain struggle. Just like, I mean, I would like with a girlfriend or like in any kind of like friendship or relationship, like to just offer that to people. Sometimes I wish honestly that I aired more on the side of like perfect, beautifully curated content. But like sometimes mine really is like, well, I just got done working out, but I want to take a mirror selfie because these like tights are amazing for working out. So my picture isn't beautiful or I'm sweaty, but like these tights are awesome and I want to share it with you guys. So I think I like really err on that side, maybe sometimes too much. No, I mean, I, I like that personally because it's refreshing. I mean, you're you're creating, you're still creating content that's specific to your brand and your business, but at the same time, you're showing that behind the scenes, which I think makes you, you know, kind of fall into your brand, which is, you know, you are just a like an everyday girl. You're approachable, and I, I don't, I don't. I don't know if you've ever experienced meeting somebody who you really looked up to or you thought, you know, you could really like 
just go up and talk to you, but maybe they were a really big blogger or, you know, they were like Insta famous or whatever that even means. And so, but they were unapproachable. Like I've tried to do that and just tell people like, Hey, I love what you've created. I love, you know, your content. I've been following you for five years. And then there's just, there's a wall between me, the consumer or their follower or their audience or the people that actually reads their blog and them. And I feel like that's where the blogging space has kind of taken a turn. You know, it's I, I and I love that you don't build that wall. I think I feel like that's really important. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I try like I try not to. And I still think it's so funny. Like it doesn't happen as much now that we live in Colorado. But like when we were living in Dallas and girls would come up to me in the mall or something they're like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. Like that just is so weird to me. I'm like, that is crazy. Like you guys follow like me and my golden retriever and like my husband that, and it's just so weird to me. So anytime people say that, I probably like, I don't know. I like freak out. I'm like, that is so nice of you that you follow me. Like I still just think it's crazy. So yeah, it is like, but it is a weird world that we live in now that people can be like Insta famous. And I think so many people that are like view themselves as celebrities, like, Oh, I have this many followers. So whatever. I'm like, a little bit different. Like we have a lot of Instagram followers. It's a little different than being a celebrity, but yeah, I do think it makes like a huge difference. Certain bloggers I've met like Lauren Scruggs, when I started with her, I mean, she like had a huge following, like everyone knows who she is or that's how I felt. And she was like so approachable and so down to earth. And I think that really like shows through in her content and how she writes. Like, I think that's huge. Yeah. And that's something that I, I love about you too. Um, as, as I'm sitting here gushing about how much I love you, <laughs> I really like that you are so transparent about your faith, which is something that, you know, some bloggers do, some bloggers don't. Um, and that's totally up to their personal, you know, choice. But I really love that, you know, you share a lot about your faith on your Instagram and even some different blog posts that you've posted. Um, and I'd love for you to kind of share that journey of of being transparent online with your faith. I know that sometimes that can be, you know, controversial. I, I, I wish it wasn't, <laughs> but I, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about how you kind of moved in that direction of, of sharing that part of your life. It's so interesting. Cause I feel like for me, it was almost like never even a decision or like something I needed to debate about. Um, just because like my faith and my relationship with the Lord is like, my life. It's the foundation of my life. And so I feel like my blog is like an extension of my life. And I incorporate things about like my life and my family and traveling and everything. And like, and at the core of all of that is like my walk with the Lord. And so I like, I think I strive for that aspect of my life to just like bleed into everything that I do. Um, so yeah, it's, it was kind of like a natural thing for me with the blog or with Instagram. Um, but then also because like, because the blog is like mostly based on fashion and stuff, but beyond that, I really do have like a passion for just women to feel like secure in their like true identity in the Lord and not necessarily secure in like a really cute outfit they're wearing, but that like they're secure in their identity in the Lord and like yes, enjoy clothes and enjoy shopping. But like ultimately that's not where like beauty is coming from. And so I feel like that's the other reason why I feel encouraged or like inspired to include that in the blog. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want people to come to this blog. And then they're like, Oh good. I found a cute pair of jeans from Lauren K. Sims. Like I want them to know like 
whoa, I feel like because of this blog, I felt encouraged to like find my true security and who I am in Christ and not in like this dress or whatever. And so I don't know, like I obviously love clothes as much as the next person does, but (laughs) I think I just like love the idea or like strive for my blog to have a more like eternal impact on women more so than just like clothes and makeup. Um, I feel like the struggle of it more has been not necessarily talking about it, but like, I think, I feel like it can be hard for like fashion and the Lord to go hand in hand because obviously like fashion and clothes and stuff can be like really superficial or really focused on yourself. Um, and so that's been more of the struggle. It's like, okay, how can you incorporate like loving clothes in the fashion industry with like walking with the Lord and like having an eternal mindset with that. So that's been more of my struggles, like how to get that message across. Um, and it's something I struggle with every single day, like being a blogger, all the attention's on me all the time. It's like my pictures and my, like my face everywhere. And so it's kind of a hard balance to like take that with like, okay, but also being selfless and serving and knowing that like, this is all from the Lord. So that has like been a battle in my personal life, but as far as like incorporating into Instagram and the blog has always felt pretty natural to me just because I'm like, this is the most important part of my life. And I can't imagine like having a blog without talking about it, you know? Right. I mean, I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And something that I even kind of want to touch on a little bit more is you kind of said that there's an, there's an aspect of blogging that can be kind of almost egotistical where it's like very self-centered. It's, you know, pictures of you in clothes. And usually, you know, there's affiliate links and, you know, this is your business. So you're making, you know, a living from, from those images, from that content, from those selling those clothes. But at the same time, like your message is deeper than just that, you know? And I think that's, that's what makes your brand so uh, cohesive in my mind is that there is something more than just the clothes. And I kind of share with me a little bit how you've kind of combated that ego as you've grown. I'm not saying that you have an ego problem, Lauren. I'm just saying like everybody that that tastes success, you know, at some point in time kind of is like, oh, you know, I'm doing pretty great. Like, I'm awesome. I mean, how do you how do you turn that from being about you and then turning it around for for God's glory? That's something that I mean, I'll I'll be honest with. I struggle with that. And I think that's something that yeah. that I think a lot of entrepreneurs who, you know, have faith and have a relationship with the Lord struggle with? I mean, it is, a, it honestly is like a daily battle. Um, especially now that I feel like the blog has like grown more and it's more established. Like before when it wasn't making money, I was more just like, felt like it was an everyday thing that was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, please let this blog make money. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then once I got more comfortable with it and like became more established, I think what's been key for me is like just remembering I don't know. Like for me personally, my story of blogging has been one of the biggest examples of God's faithfulness in my life ever. Like I knew that he was calling me away from Neiman Marcus. Like I knew he was calling me to this blogging thing, even though like my parents or other people were like, um, I don't know if that's a smart idea. Like I knew he had something in store for it. And so now like anytime I feel like I'm tempted or like can get distracted in a way to think like, Oh, look how much it's grown to just like be reminded, like, this is so all from the Lord. Like I couldn't have gotten here if it weren't for him, if it weren't for him, like providing and orchestrating every step in this. And so 
I think that like that just helps me keep a perspective. I'm like, none of this is just because of like, oh, because I'm so awesome. There's a million girls out there like who have amazing fashion sense or like are really good at taking pictures. And so I think like just keeping that mindset of like, I mean, everything we have is from the Lord in all aspects of life. But this one specifically, I'm like, I knew he was calling me to this and like, this is all just from him. So I think that, and then I try and like, try and pray about almost daily, like, Lord, please help me to hold this blog and my career, like with an open hand. And if there's ever a time when like you were calling me to do something else or walk away from it, then I want to be okay with that. Like, I don't, I hope that doesn't happen. But at the same time, I'm like, I know I just want to trust him above everything else and never value like the blog or my career more than I value him. And so just like trying to be mindful of like having like an open hand mindset on it. Yeah, that's actually something that I have really kind of moved towards that that's a mindset of having, you know, holding everything with an open palm and just saying, all right, I mean, take it or leave it like whatever I have is yours. And I think that that really is really brave because you're relinquishing that control because no matter what people believe in, we all have to understand that we are not in sole control of the world. You know, we aren't even in sole control of what happens to us in life. We aren't necessarily in control of our health, although there are things that we can do to help that. And we also aren't aren't in sole control of our relationships or our career, you know, and I think like there has to come a time where we kind of focus on, all right, you know, I'm going to put this out into the universe and say that this is what I would like to happen or, or this is kind of where I want to, to go with my life. But they're also, you know, we, we just aren't in sole control, which is really hard for, for entrepreneurs. I think sometimes when it comes to those decisions. Yeah, it definitely is. But at the same time, I feel like people that I don't know, or times seasons when like I've felt really close hand with my blog or my career. Like, Oh my gosh, I have to control all of this or I have to whatever. Like it's stressful and it's not life giving at all. And I feel like those are like seasons when I don't sleep as well at night because like as an entrepreneur, like you think like, Oh, it's all up to me and it's all whatever. And like the truth is it's not. And so I don't know, it's a battle because I'm like, that can be a temptation to try and like feel like you need to control everything and but in the end, I'm like, oh, it's it does not do good things for you. It's not a good thing. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I I totally agree and, and feel a lot of the same feelings on, on all the different levels. I feel all the things. <laughs> so uh, thanks for yeah. kind of opening opening up about that. I really appreciate it. The kind of like switching gears a little bit. I know that you've been traveling a lot more with your blog. And I think this is something specifically that I've gotten a lot of questions on just because I travel a lot as a content creator. But I mean, how how can people who are interested in blogging and who are interested in traveling, I mean, how do they incorporate travel with, with their blog? I mean, where do people even get started if, you know, maybe they just started a blog and they kind of want to start incorporating more travel content um, or just more of that like kind of lifestyle content? How, how would they go about that? Yeah, um, I think... I feel like I don't, I was actually just talking to Michael about this, that I wish there was like a manual to know how to do this. Cause I don't even know if I'm doing it right. But, um, I think like it, I would encourage people if they like just started a blog or like their blog is pretty new. Um, I think I started out, like I would just send a resort an email somewhere we wanted to go. I'm trying to remember the first one I did. I think it was somewhere 
No, it was somewhere in Dallas actually. So somewhere local. And so I had like just sent them an email saying like that I wanted to come do like a staycation there. Um, and I would write about it and post on Instagram and I'd like sent them like my Google analytics. Like here's what my blog traffic looks like. Here's how many Instagram followers I have. Would y'all like be interested in comping my stay in exchange for me writing this? And I like when I first started out, I either didn't get a response from hotels at all, or if I did, they would be like, oh, we're interested in that. Um, and they would usually either say, like, we're not going to comp your rate, though, or they would say, we'll give you like a media rate, like a discounted rate. And so I would just encourage people to like take those opportunities in the beginning, even if you are still paying for your stay, or even if like they just give you a discounted rate, because it's really important that you start like building your travel content. So like go stay at the hotel, even if you have to pay for it, but like do a really good job, like write your review, um, like do really good Instagram posts for them. So then like the next hotel you reach out to, you can say like, here's an example of a travel post I did and send them that link. Um, and so I feel like in the beginning it was a lot, like I would just, I mean, just Google like press contact for this hotel. I would just like try and Google people to find them. And I would send so many emails and got a lot of no's. But then like, as I kept like building my travel content or like my following kept growing slowly, but surely it started to be more like, Oh yeah, we'll host you for two nights or we'll comp three nights or whatever they would do. Um, so, and then after that, I feel like sometimes like random resorts would reach out to me. And so I think it's really fun. It is still a ton of work though. And like, like I said, I, I wish that there was some like manual as far as how to do it. Cause I still feel like I mean, I get a lot of no's, like a lot of resorts will still say like, no, we're not going to do this. But then I follow other bloggers. I'm like, this girl has a less like smaller following than I do. And she's there. And so I don't know if there is some like magic secret to it that I'm missing, but that's been like what's worked for me. So I think it's important to just like build your content at first, even if you are paying for your stay there, or even if they don't discount all the way. Cause I think in the end, like you can send that to other resorts, but then also like you'll start ranking in Google for like travel posts or like a travel guide to North Carolina or wherever you're going. Um, so yeah, I would say like just start somewhere, even if it's not somewhere super glamorous, like mine was in Dallas. It was like a staycation in Dallas. And I think like it will grow from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. And I think, I think you're doing everything right. I think it just depends on the brand specific. I mean, cause there are yeah. certain things where I get yeses where I'm like, really? You just said yes to me? And then there are also things I where I thought it was going to be a, sh- a sure yes and I got a no. So I think it just really depends on like the timing and things like that. But something else that, that even I did whenever I was first getting started, this is for anybody who's kind of wanting to travel more, is if I was going somewhere already, I would just write a blog post about it and kind of frame it like it yeah. was you know, a 24-hour guide to you know, LA. Like I recently went to LA. And so I was there for work, but I turned it and spend it into, I took photos everywhere I went and took detailed notes of of where I stayed and and what, where I ate and things like that. So that even though I was there for work or even though I was on like a family vacation or on vacation with my boyfriend's family, like I was still creating that content. Um, even though I wasn't necessarily working with that brand or working with that restaurant, but you can still build up that content. And this is for anything, whether this is, 
for travel, whether this is for clothing, whether this is for like, this is, I think this is pretty universal. It's just kind of starting to build up that content uh, of things that you're already doing or places you're already going or things that you already own. (laughs) And then you can kind of use that content to kind of leverage those relationships for potential like partnerships down the road. Yeah, I think that's really true. I think, I feel like my first time I ever did that was when we went to Italy last fall, like Michael and I did just for our own vacation. And I wasn't planning on posting about it, but then just got so many questions like, what is your, like, can you do a travel guide to Positano or to whatever? So after I got these questions, I started doing travel guides and then it kind of just grew from there. So yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. And it's also like, well, you know, what does your audience want? And then you're kind of like, hey, if this is what you guys want, I'll create it for you. <laughs> I totally yeah. get that. Oh, well, girl, I've had the best time hearing more about your story. I actually just have one more question for you. But before I, I ask it, I'd love for you to share with people where they can find you and follow you online. Oh, yeah. Um, my blog is just my name. It's laurenksims.com. And then that's like, what my Instagram and everything is. So it's Lauren and then K-A-Y-S-I-M-S. Perfect. And I'll have all those things linked up in the show notes too, everybody. So if you guys go to AlexisTykemiller.com and click on the podcast, you will uh, be taken to the show notes for for Lauren's show. So my last question for you, girl, and this is actually a question I ask uh, every guest just because it's you know so ingrained with the podcast name, The Laptop Lifestyle, um, is what does The Laptop Lifestyle mean to you specifically? Oh man, that's a good question. I think the first word that came to mind really is freedom. I'd like to me, it just means freedom to be who you are, to live out things that you're passionate about and, um, to just like follow the life that you really feel called to. 